Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Averill. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. In episode 49, Instagram dating guru, the fairy godfather, joined me in his first ever podcast interview. And today's episode is part two of my conversation with the fairy godfather. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 49, you may want to start there. It's entitled, How the Fairy Godfather Helps You Navigate Dating in the new millennium. In part one of our conversation, the fairy godfather shares how he came to be and how he got the nickname, the fairy godfather. He also discusses what sets him apart from other experts in the dating relationship field and why typical dating advice rarely works. Now we pick up our conversation and the fairy godfather explains to us why we have to ask the right questions but we have to ask them at the right time. You know, something else that you talk about when I was dating, I was more likely to kind of sit back. Like when you talk about asking the right question, but at the right time, because you don't want to throw this at at the first date or second date, then you come at them. Well, what are you doing here? What are you about out here in the dating world? Then like you say, it feels like you're coming at him like, what are we? Or what is this? Yeah, exactly. That we're like, doing. Oh my God, what? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't want to get married to you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So asking the question, but at placing at the right time, which I think is really exactly. key. The women need to sort of like be asking the right questions at the right time. Um, asking the, the right questions at the wrong time, you know, that's, that's also a bad idea. But, you know, I go through, I go into depth for that in, in, um, on my profile. You know, give step by step instructions on how to do it. Because you know, if you if you say why are you dating, um, and you ask that question after your first date, then you make it about you and him. You know what I mean? You make it about two people mm-hmm. that's already built a connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas if in the second message that you ever send, let's say you're online, you send the second. It's the first question. The first message is, "Hey, how are you?" He might reply, I'm okay, how are you? And, I, and you send more back saying, I'm doing great, thanks. So what brings you here? You know, and then you put that on the end of it. Then it's not about you and him. It's just it's just a throwaway question, really. Mm-hmm. And how men answer that. I've done some research with uh, with a female friend of mine. I asked her so to use that, to use those texts. And she did it with uh, over 100 men. And the, the answers that she received were, some ignored it. Some just said one word, sex, you know. <laughs> so it's so it's so easy to ask. Well, after a couple of days of uh, communication, that will be forgotten, that, that question. It, it didn't seem personal. Right. It wasn't about her and him. It was just about, so what brings you here? And you're not even asking anything, you know, why are you there and what's your intent? It's just a, it's just a very general question, but... A man who is serious will say, "I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for my wife or a long-term relationship." And then we'll say three different women. Let's say they're all different, different types of women. A man will have a different answer for each woman. You know, because some will be 
someone will be looking for they'll be looking for a long term with one woman, but he may just want sex with another. Mm-hmm. And and they like placeholders until he finds the one. You know, when I was looking for a long term relationship, that's how it was. You you'd find a woman and she'd be the comfort until something better come along. Quote unquote better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something more to your taste or something that you wanted. But we're all deluded anyway as men because what happens is, is you swipe on a woman who match with her. She might be breadcrumbing you for non-sexual energy, um, you know, communication. So that's like just communication without any sort of sex. And some women will do that and they'll breadcrumb you for that. Right, right. <laughs> and then, but you'll think that she's genuinely interested in you when she really, she just wants someone to talk to or someone to say, you know, nice things or something like that. So what happens is then that gives you a misguided idea of what you can achieve as a man. Well, it's funny because the men are breadcrumbing, hoping for sex eventually at some point, or if they want to just a booty call or something, exactly, women yeah. are breadcrumbing for all that emotional attention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I imagine is, you know, because what they do is they'll talk and talk and talk and there'll never be a, a case of meeting up, so it turns into a text relationship. <laughs> right. But, I, I, you know, but, but they're like really very pretty, well, the women. But they sort of know, so they'll be breadcrumbing for that sort of thing, and the men will be breadcrumbing for another reason. But, you know, men need that as well. You know, I've needed that before. You know, the, the emotional side of it. It's just usually, we're speaking like generalized. Right, yeah, for sure. Hey, Black Coffee Drinkers, Love & Life's newest sponsor, Drink Now, is about to change your world. I'm a black coffee drinker, and so I know what you've been going through. You're burning your tongue, you're scalding your mouth, you're having to wait 40 minutes before you can even take a sip of your black coffee. By the time your coffee is cooled down enough that you could drink it, your muffin or your donut is already long gone. I know. I can't wait to eat that donut either. But now there's a solution. The Drink Now Perfector takes scalding hot coffee down to a drinkable 140 degrees in just 20 seconds without watering your coffee down. Learn more about Drink Now at drinknow.com and on Instagram at underscore drink underscore now underscore. When I was dating, I believed that actions speak louder than words, but you actually have an interesting take on this. You say, no, you can't always trust the actions. Explain that no, to the listeners. Yeah, well, this is another quote that boils my face, and that's the uh, actions speak louder than words, which they don't. Uh, especially if you look at cases where men have loved Um I used to say to women, use myself as an example, I used to date women and I used to say, I don't want a long-term relationship. Um, this is just fun, and I'll, you know, and I'll be very clear with that. And sometimes I'll say that more than one, you know. If I saw them maybe, you know, acting like that wasn't the case. But what this, what their head was, is you can try and convince me, you know, you're the, you might be the exception, but I never said that. Right. So they believe that they might be the exception. But because I'm a man and, and I still get carried away, so men get infatuated. They won't fall in love in the first, in those early stages of day, and they won't fall in love until they're in a committed relationship. But they will become infatuated. And when a man's infatuated and he's chasing a woman and wanting to have a good time with her, then it will seem like he's falling in love. And that can be very confusing for a woman. And that's what I was doing. I was becoming infatuated and enjoying being in the moment 
whatever in a million years did I think that it was going to be long term. I always knew that it was short term. And because I'd said it right at the beginning, my conscience was clear. Mm-hmm. So although she's getting deeper and deeper, my conscience was clear. I'm like, I've told her, told her. You mm-hmm. know, but now I'm a lot more mindful of it. And I, I can see the damage that it does. You know, before I started listening to women who were actually going through it, I actually saw a woman break down crying about it. You know, and, and I think when you see that, you start yeah. to become a, a little bit more self-aware, but also mindful of what it can cause. So is it okay to say, well, I was honest enough front. Is that enough? When you know that your actions can override the words, you know, or vice versa, you know, I might say, I don't want a relationship, but my body language and how I treat her will tell her that I do when I don't. So actions don't always speak well, but actions can actually lie and confuse the fuck out of a woman, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd never really thought of it that way. And I think that that is another really important word that you're giving women. And it's a little counterintuitive because they keep hearing the opposite message from so many other sources. So they need to know, listen, his actions may look like he is madly in love with you and you may be receiving it that way, but that still may not be the actual situation at hand. So, and this is just like love bombing where a man will spend lots of money and treat a woman like a princess just for sex. On one hand, she's been treated like a princess, but he has no intentions of of making her his long term, on a long-term basis. So that's the same as actions speaking louder than words, but over time, actions and words must match over time. And this is why I come up with a phrase, consistently persistent over time with actions matching words. Yeah. Because that's what it has to be. It can't just be actions and words or words and actions. It has to be them together over time. So even if it's just like, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. That's, that's just a speck in time as far as a relationship is. You know, just a few weeks. Someone says to me, you're on your third day. You know, let's not get too excited. Still have zero expectations, especially in those first couple of days. Zero expectations. People mustn't confuse expectations with standards. You know, one you must hold and have and raise, and the other you can lower you can still mm-hmm. have high standards and zero expectations. And that's what I try to get across because that's uh, that's a superpower that is if you can you can have zero expectations. And women are actually starting to come up to me and say, I I I had a date, it didn't work out, but it was only one hour. I didn't expect anything from it. And without me saying that, you see, women will maybe get that over like a hundred dates. They'll they'll just get they'll be broken down to think like that. I don't want them to be broken down to think like that. I want them to learn and be proactive with that thing rather than it being a reactive sort of message that they're receiving. Well, zero expectations. I'm glad that you're clarifying that. I never conflated the two. Expectations and standards are quite different for me, but I can understand where someone could, that could get muddy for sure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. And I remember I had a, I did a post about this a while ago And it reminds me of what you're talking about with zero expectations, where a friend of mine had told me years ago, he's like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, just sit back and watch the movie. 
Because what we do is we start projecting, like I've been on three dates with him and I start projecting everything I hope he's going to be. And I'm like, he's going to be this. And and in my head, I'm essentially writing a script and feeding him lines. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring me flowers. He's going to love my cats. You know, you start doing, and it's almost impossible not to, unless you continue to remind yourself, especially in that early part of the relationship when you, it's easy to get carried away. But if you're reminding yourself, you know, I just need to sit back and watch. And then like you're saying, watch and make sure that what he's saying is not what I'm interpreting what he's saying as how I want it to be, but interpreting what he's saying as it is. And it doesn't match his behavior that consistently persistent. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well, um, yeah. we um, I, I tell you, what, I, I look at it like this. Imagine if you bought a lottery ticket. It's like spending the money before you've got it. So you buy a lottery yeah. ticket, and you've already thought, right? Well, I'm going to get a swimming pool and get myself a Ferrari, right. <laughs> you know, and all these types of other things. But you've not even won the lottery yet. You've just bought the ticket, and that's what the first day is like. You've got a ticket. Let's not get fucking carried away yet. Exactly. As a woman, I'm always frustrated when I see women kind of getting ahead of themselves because I think, and you do a lot of this, don't open up your, what do you guys call it? Your diary. We call it a schedule or your planner. Yeah. Yeah, You say, don't open up. And and, and I always tell women, you know, it's funny. And Dan, he teases me that he calls me, and we may have told you this when we saw you in the summer. He says that the first couple of weeks we were dating, that I was a pokey texter. Like I took too long to text back. And he yeah. thinks he's like, you were playing hard to get. And I look at him, I'm saying, no, I had a life and it was yeah. very full. And just because this nice guy had taken me out on a couple of dates didn't mean that I was going to drop everything I'm doing the minute I get a text from him. Yeah. And I think that that just shows, that shows someone that you respect yourself and you respect your own life and what you've got going on. And I think that's attractive. Well, some women will say to me, and say, oh, I don't want to play games, you know, by, right. you know, by my straight way up. But why I say, don't play games, just get busy. You know, just be busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know what you're like. I send you a message and fucking text them out. God knows how long to reply. <laughs> so that's just you, but it's because you're busy. And that's how it should be. I mean, you should be busy. You shouldn't be watching your phone for a reply. And it's not playing games. I agree with you. It's not playing games. It's having a life. And it's it's also, like you said, it's not giving what hasn't been earned. It's like if after two, three dates, you haven't earned that I'm going to be at your beck and call. Exactly. And I see women making that mistake a lot. So I love that you focus on that. This quarter, Love and Life lends a hand to 11th Candle Company. All proceeds from the sale of my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, will go to 11th Candle Company's Legacy Foundation. To hear more about the incredible work Amber Runyon is doing to help women escape sex trafficking, please take a listen to my podcast interview with her. It's episode 42, How Does a Candle Company Combat Human Trafficking? 11th Candle Company. Check them out at 11thcandleco.com and be sure to use promo code TAKECHARGE to receive 20% off your entire purchase. And I know you get a lot of, you have tons and tons, maybe thousands now of DMs of fan mail and thank you and, and women reaching out and saying, you know, this guy had been just a pain for so long and I allowed it and finally I blocked him. But then at the same time, I know sometimes you get pushed back and women will say, I mean, sometimes I see stuff, I'm thinking, what? Like, what do you know? And they don't like your advice. And, and I always wonder, 
what are the main concerns or issues that they push back against? <clears throat> and I'm, of course, I think it's probably because you're, you're, you're pushing a button for them. Like you're basically holding up a mirror to them. They don't like what they see because they know that they're guilty of a lot of this stuff. But what are what, some of the ones that, that you hear a lot? Well, it's usually something that goes against their natural edges. So that, mm-hmm. so that could be anything by uh, not chasing, not oversharing, not replying straight away, not giving up the goodies until it's been earned. All those type of things that it's not just women, you know, it's men as well. You know, I have to make a conscious effort to do these things as well. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to become abundant because the scarcity principle works both ways. And mm-hmm. I've actually watched myself become abundant, even though I know and I, I know how it works. It still attacks the subconscious, can still get you. And when a woman gives me time in between, I still chase. Do you know what I mean? I still, I still pull away if she's abundant, even though I know. So I know how it works, but it still <laughs> fucks with my head. You know, so. <laughs> yes, I, it's so, so true. So I get it and I understand why they may push back because of the natural edges. But I try and, I try and ask them to be mindful of it and let them know the consequences of of not being mindful of that, maybe taking action to um, reacting in a different way. And I let them know that maybe if they do hold back, then it can be better for them in the long run. It's, you're right. It's the natural urges. It's the natural inclination. Like we said, you get excited. You just want to text back right away. You want to be too available because you're excited about it. And then all these principles that you've been laying out, <laughs> then they're out the window. Yeah. And they're shooting themselves in the foot and it's too bad because, and so then I think they're probably lashing out at you because they're mad because they know deep down they didn't pay attention <laughs> to what you told them and now they're, um, they're, they're angry about it. Yeah. I think, um, I, I don't get many, I don't get many lashing out at me. You know, the, the majority are, are brilliant. You know what I mean? And the support is immense. But there may be, there may be one or two where you, you may be such a raw nerve with us. Like if I, when I'm honest about myself and I say, when I was when I was younger, I did this, or I said that, or I did this. Then that can touch a really wrong there. Because a man might have done that to them, and then they'll get backlash. Then this is why in the yeah. captions I will say, "Listen, don't shoot the mess, don't break my balls." You know what I mean? This, I'm just a messenger. You know, I don't have to say these things. I, I can I can keep them to myself like everybody else. You know, right. no fucker else is so like going and saying, "Hey, I did this. Don't fall for this." You know, but you know it's. It said it's coming from a good place, even though maybe at the time it wasn't. You know, I try and make amends for it. Do you know what I mean? But, but I don't want to be scolded for it. But then I, I, I don't. I understand. You know, I understand why. I just, I just don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and if guys knew what you were telling women about the male mind, mm-hmm. then you might get a lot of backlash. Yeah, well, <laughs> They'd be know. like. <laughs> they, they they just lie anyway, you know. I my work gets shared all over the all over the internet, and you read some of the fucking comments by some of these men. And just, <laughs> some of them are actually, you know, they'll say, "Yeah, this is right, this is right," and but they'll all be fake accounts, you see. So the guys who are honest will have fake accounts. They'll be hidden behind another profile and say, "This guy's right," but you might get another guy who sort of spins it and says. Oh, this works both ways. Or not all men. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, all right. Yeah. We know that. But I run a fucking woman-only account, so I can always direct it as women and men and men this because I give advice for 
heterosexual women. So the advice is always going to be about men or about women. And I like to use he and him, you know, rather than people or everybody, because it's not as, it doesn't mean as much. It doesn't flow as well with the writing. I don't think it, I don't think it hits the nerves or, sorry, hits the point right. as much as it needs to if I say he did this or he did that, rather than people say this or people say that. I find it, you know, as a, as a, I'll call myself a writer, but you know, as a writer, as a writer, you know, <laughs> you, you want it to flow and you want it to deliver a message. And if, it, if delivering that message means in, in the sex that it is, which is male, then then you do it. It it's more direct, and it makes sense that you kind of keep it to what you know. A heterosexual man's point of view of on dating, yeah. what you've learned, what you've experienced. And like we talked about earlier, coming from a perspective of most of the time not wanting anything long term mm-hmm. and here's how it goes down. So ladies, if you do want something long term, these are the things to avoid. These are the strategies to take and then see what happens. But you, you make an interesting point too. When you throw something out there on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, people, they take from it what they want. And I mean, I've had a lot of my stuff twisted, not to the extent that you have. Recently, we've had a, an epidemic of plagiarism with all your stuff going like Just all over the place yeah. and people taking straight up credit for it, which as a former professor drove me absolutely nuts. So I was glad you had your fab fans yeah. to descend upon the, the people in violation and oh. let them know. But, you know, I talk a lot about being, uh, when I was single, people would say I was too picky. And so when I've talked about women, I always say, yeah, stay picky, be selective, have high standards. And some guys then they come at it from their point of view and they, they've been hurt by some woman who they who left them or broke their heart and they're like, and she was too picky. She just thought she was a princess. And did, you know, so everyone's coming with their baggage of, of wounds from their experiences. And, yeah. and so it's just they're going to receive the word or perceive it in the way that from, from their frame of reference. Yeah, we, we speak about you know, being self-aware and, and I also speak about being realistic, you know. Yeah. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R.K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. So recently there was a post that you did and I was looking at some of the comments and there was a woman who had said, she said something about how it was really rough for her right now dating because she'd gained some weight and she felt like that was affecting her ability to feel attracted. I remember that comment. Your your comment. Yeah. Your, your comment was so sincere and so gentle and yet still also very straightforward. You said something like, yeah, I know, because sometimes if I gain a couple of pounds, I don't feel the best. And I know that that, that affects how I feel about being out there and how I come across. And, and then you said something, but hand in hand, you said, you know, but don't give up and take some time to work on you. Or you just said it so, so gently, but also so like, yeah, if if you're not feeling good about your body, it's going to make a difference in in the dating world. Yeah, I remember that comment. Um, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been there before. You know, I've lost about maybe 30 pounds, you know, over the, over the years. Wow. And it didn't really affect me that much because, you know, I was drunk half the time. So, but, <laughs> but I was sort of saying as well, you know, the women prefer me now. You know, women prefer me with the body I have now than they did before. You know, and that's just the, the, the harsh reality of, of the life we're living, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I try and get that across the best I can, you know, without being too insensitive. But I'll use myself as an example because, and you know, these people who, who may say that shallow, um, some women have in the past, I say, well, would you date a man who was three foot tall? And, and <laughs> but, you know, this, I, I, was, I was being very serious. You know, I said, would you date a man who was three foot tall? She said, no. Right. I says, well, why not? And she said, oh, well, says, well, what's wrong with them? You know, there's nothing wrong with these with these people. You know, they've got hearts just like yeah. us, you know, flesh and, flesh and bone just like us. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, not my type. Well, exactly. You know, so everybody has a type. Right. If we go to a certain degree, you know, if we go from one end of the spectrum, I always like to go to the very end of the spectrum to prove a point with some people because... <laughs> And, and that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> it's effective. So, and, it, and then it makes her think, oh, well, maybe I'm shallow. No, you're not shallow. You've just got personal taste, you know. And that's why I try and get off. But I do use myself as an example because, you know, I know women <laughs> women are the worst, you know. Women will say on their profile, must must be this high, must be this, must be that. But women, women <laughs> don't really put stuff like, you know, I've sort of like seen many men's profiles, you know, uh, helping women out with their online day. You know, and guys, they fucking don't put out on there. But, and I'll tell you something else as well. When we talk about, um, if you look on Instagram, all the posts, there's, there's no wonder some men may have a problem with women because they sort of have this, they'll start this butterfly effect by saying, you know, if you're under five foot seven, then, then you're a boy. Or they'll say, if your dick's not so big, then you're only, you know, you're a little man. Do you know what I mean? Or if you're not earning this amount, but all yeah. the posts, this the posts say this, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. well, I don't see any real posts like that about women. You know what I mean? There may be the odd one or two, but but not in the huge masses that they are with the women. So I sort of looked at that and I thought, well, that can cause quite a lot of problems, and you can maybe understand why some guys might be fucking taking that to heart, especially if they're only five foot six, maybe don't have a head of hair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So. Right. I mean, I was. Yeah. Oh, there's a double standard yeah. right now, I think. Women are allowed to say some things that men yeah. can't say, and they are not vilified the way a man would be if he said a comparable. Well, then comment. men are the dickheads who are, you know, the majority of the people who are dating causing the problem. The majority, not not all, obviously, but the majority will be men uh, saying they want a relationship and don't, or, or, you know, the footballs. So what's, what happens is, is you've got the footballs, then you've got these posts here. But I don't think they're, I don't think they're, they're such a bad thing. The, um, they are bad. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, is that I don't think they're that bad. So, but I do think they can have a, an effect with some men and maybe they'll be like, oh, us versus them type thing. And I don't like that sort of thing. So. That concludes part two of my conversation with TFG. In the next segment, we continue on our conversation about dating in the modern age. And in particular, we get into how Tinder changed the landscape dramatically as 
all of you can personally attest to if you're out there on the scene. The love and life hack for this week is don't play games, just get busy. TFG reminds us that the scarcity principle is always at work. So we want to make it work in our favor, which entails staying busy in our own lives and respecting and honoring what we've got going on such that a new person has to wait a little bit. We can't give them all of ourselves. They haven't earned it yet, so they're not going to get it yet. Don't play games. Just get busy. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing to the podcast, for leaving reviews and rating episodes. It all makes a huge difference. So thank you so much. And until next time, make it a great week. Dr. Karen Love and Life is produced by Tim May and host and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-April.